going to be saying goodbye to John and Glynis. Those of you who don't know, John and Glynis, who have been part of this church for many years, are moving away from the area this week. And we were going to be able to say, we're going to be saying goodbye to them and praying for them as part of this service. But unfortunately, they couldn't be here for reasons that I'm not going to go into, but they just couldn't be here. Um, so, join with me in just praying for them right now as they go to where God's led them, to new places. Lord, we just thank you for John and Glynis. Lord, there's so much part of this church. John, the man who would welcome people, who would remember by name, who would be that person who was there, caring, a faithful member of our leadership team, a faithful brother in Christ, a man of faith, a man of wisdom. Lord, we thank you for the gift he has been to this church. For Glynis, Lord, as she just led the focus group and served in so many ways. Lord, as they both served in the meeting place and Glynis through the Sunday school and the many ways she has served your church over the years. We thank you. And Father God, I just pray for them both now. I pray, Lord, you will protect them your hand will be upon them. And as they move from Romford to their new home, Lord, we pray you will just go with them. And Lord, you will surround them with your love, that the move will go without any hassle. We pray for them in Jesus' name. Amen. And so we're coming to a conclusion in our series of sermons about being churched but unchanged. That feeling of we go to church every week, we're part of a church, but does it really change who we are? Does it change the people we are? One of those things that I often hear Christians say, with quite a lot of energy, is I would love to see God move in my life. And the other thing they say is, we'd love to see God move in his church. Often the latter is, if you were a proper minister, we would see more of God at work. But we won't go there. And yes, that's what we want, isn't it? We want to see God really move. Abigail, thank you for reading from Joshua chapter 3. And the context of Joshua chapter 3 is the culmination of 40 years of frustration. The Israelites, they had heard God. They had seen God work. Could you imagine? Could you imagine being freed from Egypt as the Israelites were? Through a miracle. And as they were led out of Egypt, they went through the sea, which had been parted. Could you imagine that? 
And they'd seen God's power at work holding back the sea. Look, we have trouble holding back the rain in Romford, don't we? It comes down and it comes in everywhere. Yet God held back the sea and the Israelites walked straight through it. What an amazing God we have. And then they, Moses was leading them, God's man, took them out. And then they started to moan. Yes, the Israelites moaned. I know we never moan. So maybe we're struggling to identify with it for a moment. But you see, they'd seen God at work. They'd seen God do amazing things. God had brought them out of the captivity of the Egyptians who were making them slaves, making them do more than they could do, and yet they moaned. And as a result of their moaning, their disunity, they simply wandered around the desert for 40 years. Look, it's not because they didn't stop and ask for directions, which is often the accusation. They were there because they were rebelling. And as they rebelled, they built altars and idols. They did everything but follow God. And as a result, they didn't see the promise God had given to them and their descendants. As a result, they missed out. They knew it all. They knew how amazing God was. Do you know how amazing God is? Maybe you've seen God at work in your life and the work of others. Maybe you've spoken Jesus over a situation and seen a miracle happen. They knew it. They had experienced it. But they were not content to trust God. They were not content to trust God going forward. And as a result, they missed out. They missed out. And 40 years later, Joshua came onto the scene and God said to Joshua, right now's the time to get going again. The rebellious ones are there. But for us to see God at work, we need to step if you've got a Bible, you might want to open it to Joshua chapter 3 and the reading that Abigail read. You see, it starts off by God giving the direction, the command. The song we sung just before I started preaching, speak, O Lord, as we come to you. Our prayer is that we, as individuals and as a church, will hear God speak. Speak into our lives. Speak into your life. Are you open to that? As the worship group was praying before her, the service, somebody in the worship group prayed, 
that our spiritual gateways will not be shut down. That we would be open to God really speaking. How is God speaking to you at the moment? And are you listening? And are you opening? Open for what God might want to do. Joshua heard the word of God and he went round and started telling the people what they must do. This is a sort of um, game plan. I do get amused when I'm watching any football, which I try to avoid like the plague, but I do try to get amused when they say things like, they need to score another goal. It's not rocket science. I decided I could be a football commentator. They need to score another goal. For Joshua, the people had been wandering, they'd been in chaos, they'd found out what it is to not follow God. And Joshua now needs to come to the people and say, right, for us to go forward, we need to take what God says really, really seriously. The whole of what God says. You know, that bit about not building idols, not having things in front of God, putting God first. We need to put those things really, really seriously. Then we will see God work. Then we will see God work. In verse 5 we see God, Joshua talking to the people, he says this, Consecrate your Self. Consecration is about as an action of giving ourselves to God's work and God's service and God's leading. It's making ourselves that holy place where God can reign and move and lead. On this Advent Sunday with the theme of hope going through the churches of the UK, our hope is that God will move, yes? I'm not sure. Our hope is that God will move and God will take us forward. Our hope is we will see God at work, but it comes when we allow God to have the primary place as we consecrate ourselves and his church to his purposes, his leading. To the Israelites, it was cleanse yourself of the things that have gone on. Let go of them. Cut off the cords. Cut off the cords of your rebellion and your anger. Cut off the Egyptian gods that kept following you and haunting you and taking you to places you shouldn't be going to. Take up, cut off your lack of faith in what God can do. Cut them off and consecrate yourself that God can use and take you forward. Consecrate yourself. And it goes on. Consecrate yourself, says verse 5, for tomorrow God will do amazing things among you. 
be asking, well, why didn't God do it yesterday? Well, the people weren't ready. The people were so too full of themselves that God couldn't move, that God couldn't use them, that God couldn't take them forward. Because for God to do something in their midst, they are going to have to take a step of faith. They're going to have to do a step of obedience. They were not. They were rebellious up to this point. They were, they were just fighting Moses and fighting everything God had said. They took the Ten Commandments like exams questions with an attempt three and leave the other seven. They were just trying all they could to be themselves rather than who God wanted them to be. The missed blessings of 40 years that the Egyptians had to endure because God was not number one. I find deep sadness when people miss out because they are so full of themselves. I feel sadness when I know God wants to bless and lead and the person is saying, yes God, you can lead but not this much and I want to be in control and I want to be in power. Consecrate yourself. For tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things among you. you thirst to see God at work? Have you a hunger to see God doing amazing things? Well, let God take control. Let God take control. Do you know, I know some people, they've got one of these clever cars that can park itself. Mine doesn't, I have to do it myself. And you know when you're trying to park in a car parking space and it's tight and you think, well I know people who've got cars that can do that automatically. Posh. But they've never done it. Why they don't trust the car? They don't take, won't take their hands off the wheel. They haven't got faith in the maker of their car. We can do so much more if we take our hands off the wheel and let God take control. We've got to have faith. We've got to have faith. Consecrate. Because God's going to do amazing things. And we need to trust God. Not just on a Sunday when we're together, but through the week. Trust God in all circumstances. But as this passage goes on, in verse 6, 
we read that we, the priests had to take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass the head of the people. You can imagine the priests saying, oh, great idea, Joshua. I'm a bit tired today. I don't really want to go forward. What if we got this wrong? What if we take a step out in faith and it all falls flat in our face? What if moving forward for you, for God, is just, well, Joshua. Come on, let's be honest, Joshua. It's only you, isn't it? As we consecrate ourselves, as we let God take control, there's got to be an obedience. But obedience is a faith action. They're going in to take hold of the promised land which God has given to them. And we're going to see later, in a, if we went through Joshua, which we're not going to do, you know, you've got the stories like the walls of Jericho falling down simply by the people marching round. An act of obedience. What might feel like an act of foolishness, madness. Why would that work? God, we've got better ways of dealing with this problem. The ways that our brains can work out. But God says, no, trust me. My ways are not your ways. And the sense of God saying to the people, now it is time to move. Time to go forward. Time to stop analysing. But the time to move. Churched, but unchanged. Maybe for years we have come to church and we have sung the praises of God. We've enjoyed the worship. We've even become a Christian and come to know Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Praise God. That's great. But we thirst to see God really. Consecrate when we trust and when we hear and go in obedience. The problems seem big, the problems seem enormous, but the book of Zechariah in chapter 4 and verse 6 says these words Not by might. Not by power, but my, by my spirit, says the Lord. God's spirit doing incredible, amazing things. You got a Bible? Just flip to Psalm 40 for a moment. 
Psalm 40. This might be something you give as your testimony or a testimony you strive for. Psalm 40 says this, I waited patiently for the Lord. He heard my cry. Sorry, he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to God. Many will see and see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in God. Are you feeling like you're in that miry pit? Might your life's just got on top of you right now. Maybe life is just overwhelming. Is it time to wait upon the Lord? To come out of your years or months or weeks or however long it is of wandering and rebelling and complaining and look to God and consecrate yourself and to say as a prayer, Lord, Truly have your way. And then, in obedience to let God put your feet on a firm rock, that the world will see the power of our God. Church but unchanged. Singing the praises but not walking the talk. Enjoying the atmosphere but not living the faith. I pray today that in our lives and in the life of Longford Baptist Church in the most incredible way we will see the Lordship of Jesus taking over. We will see the power of God at work. I pray that we will truly consecrate ourselves and let God do amazing things among us in every corner of his church. Amen.